building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. Welcome to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. In this episode, Angela and Patty will be discussing reaching midlife and handling changes, bending your knees. Angela, hi. Hi, Patty. Yeah, bending the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please tell us a little bit about the podcast title and bending your knees? Well, we thought about the topic a while back. But then I saw the topic after I came out of hospital and had a lot of surgery. And I thought, oh, this is really important for me now because after surgery, I had trouble bending my knees from um, recovery. And it was actually quite a shock because I've been flexible for most of my life. And certainly when I was doing yoga and dance for the last 20 something years. So when I couldn't bend my knees, I was really quite confronted and everything about the surgery was a shock. But what I didn't understand that is when you go into recovery, you actually experience new problems and new obstacles because you can't do things, or in my case, I couldn't bend the knee. And I was laughing because bend the knee also represents in you know, those medieval periods about surrendering to a greater power, like the king or queen uh -huh. or another country. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have to surrender to like God or some other greater power than me right now. And basically bending to the knee of time and life and age. So I experienced a lot of feelings of not being able to do things that I used to be able to do. And I then got fear about the future. Is this the way it's going to be forever? And I got uncertainty about who I was now. What am I now? Who am I now? What can I do now? So I discovered that from our topic, <laughs> um, midlife is an important time to look at your life and see what you're not able to do. Rather than pining about being old or looking at the past like I've lost something, um, I realized that there's a really important that I look at what can I not do and what I could do about that. And I realized, Patty, that yes, there, there was some grieving about I can't do those things. And so grieving is important and it's a part of the journey, but it's actually more important to take stock on where I've come to in my life and reflect on my life. What have I achieved so far in my life? And more importantly, how do I feel about my life now, so far, everything that I've achieved? So I, I started to reflect on my life constructively. And that will stop, if you, if you look at your life constructively about how do you feel about your life? What have you achieved? It will help you get out of feeling the grief and feeling like you've lost something or perhaps that, look, I can't bend my knees. What's my life come to? <laughs> so my reflection about my life really helped me to start see 
what is my life about? What's the purpose of all of those years of running around, of working, of not working? Uh, if you have children, what was the purpose of having them and now they're gone? Or um, if you've been sick, in my case, what was the purpose of being sick? And what's the purpose of being healthy? What's it all about? So bending the knee really reflects how are you flexible as well? Knees are about flexibility. And they also represent, when you bend the knee to the reality of life, humility. And in my case, I had setbacks. So after surgery, I started to do rehab and I got a bit better and I got stronger in my body. But then I got sick again and I got weak again. So I had to learn humility about um, what my mind thinks I should be doing with my body or with my time. Perhaps that's not really a good use of my time. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to think, well, instead of coming from my ego like I should be like this, maybe I should do things differently. Maybe I should use my energy in a different way, in a better way. So midlife for me and post-surgery has been a really great time to realize there's only so much I can do. So how can I do my life better with less energy? And instead of worrying about how I look and how young I am or how young I'm not, it's time to measure what is success for me. And if you're looking at your own life, you can look at what is success for you? Do you see success about how much money you have or is success about how happy you are so patty what have you discovered about midlife well i know when i was in my late 40s i was ready to make some changes in my life you know my kids were grown and moved out of the house and i started coaching school to move towards my goal for a new career to help people I felt like I really needed a change. Everything was about work and taking care of everything around the house. It was now time for me to create what I wanted in life. I was in a career that I had lost my passion in and I felt undervalued and underappreciated. I think many of us, when we hit midlife, look back at life and realize there is so much more we really want to do. Some of us may have many regrets. The The things that mattered when we were younger don't matter that much now. Like appearance, what others think of you, the house being spotless driven in your career until it causes burnout or illness. What really matters is making a positive difference. And am I a good person? You know, that's interesting you shared that about am I a good person. That makes me think, oh, well, that's important for you Mm -hmm. um, to give you happiness And for me, the question is more about, am I happy? What makes me happy? And if I'm not happy, like when I came out of hospital, 
uh, how could I get happy? But that, that sounds like it's important for you about being a good person. And being happy too. I think when we're going through midlife crisis, if you want to call it that, or midlife discovery. <laughs> yeah, midlife discovery. I like that better. I think we're all looking for that happiness and, and happiness comes from within. Yeah. But I also want to leave a good legacy. Was I there for my family? Was I there for my friends? Was I there for myself? Was I a good spouse? Was I a good parent? You know, was I a good employee? Was I a good leader? All of those different things. Yeah. And when we're younger, we don't really ask those questions about no. <laughs> who am I, how am I impacting, what legacy am I leaving, and am I really happy about the life I've created? So midlife is a very important period to ask those questions. Um, when we're younger, we, we want to be experiencing life we want to play we want to grow that's for sure however in midlife we're thinking about what was the result of all those things that we experienced all those things we explored and our growth and I found in midlife we can be quite harsh in ourselves we can really be critical because we're measuring by worldly success like how much money you have and so on um, or actually, if your family likes you or not. <laughs> um, and we can be really critical if we look at our relationships and see that they're not so happy. We can be quite um, sad about that as well. So if you're critical about yourself, it's really important to look and reflect on your life. If you stay critical about your life, and negative that's not good what that does is just really keeps you in a cycle of bad feelings so it's very important to uh, one trick or tip is to start if you find that you're very negative about your past is to start looking at how could I look at that as a positive Patty what have you found um, stops people what have you found that stops people from embracing that possibility for change in midlife? I've spoken to a lot of people who feel they are stuck in a dead-end job. When Sunday comes around, they dread thinking about going into work the next morning. On Monday morning, they hit the snooze button multiple times and force themselves out of bed. And on the way the way to work they just push themselves maybe to try to get through it with some positive affirmations or the opposite with the <laughs> I hate my job self-talk <laughs> yeah you know I you know I just can't do this you know I you know all of those things so I'm going to ask the audience some questions do you feel like you could do your job in your sleep are there no advancement opportunities where you work? Do you feel hateful and resentful when you walk in to your workplace? Do you get any acknowledgement for a job well done? 
Well, here are some more questions to ask yourself. Answer them with the first reaction you have. Am I learning any new aspects in my position? Are my job duties challenging to me? Do I enjoy working every day? Or maybe I should word it like this. Do I enjoy going to work every day? Am I motivated and strive to increase my productivity level? Do I feel I'm making a difference? Are my coworkers positive at work? And the big question is, am I positive at work? If you answered no to these questions, you may be feeling stuck in a dead-end job. What are some options to improve the career situation? Well, for me, I use daily affirmations just to get me through the day. I would um, carry them around with me. I would have them posted everywhere. I would be reciting them to and from at work on my lunch hour, any breaks that I had just to try to get me through the day. So I created some work-life balance affirmation cards, and these cards are good for you, you to use any day, in and day out, or home situations. We will provide the link in the show notes. But they're not just for work-life balance. They're, they're for anything in your personal life or business life. Also, I would recommend to create a career journal to keep track of your career goals, action steps, certifications, accomplishments, achievements, your current resume or CV, any motivational quilts, uh, quotes, not quilts, I guess you could do that too. Uh, <laughs> motivational quilt. <laughs> I'm going to wrap myself in my motivation. That might be a good idea. Affirmations and any personal references. And put them all in one area. Making or adding to your career journal continually is a great way to be organized and refocused on your career path. Also, when a job opportunity comes up, your resume or CV is updated and ready to submit. This keeps you calm, organized, and ready. Well, how do you make one? There's all different ways you can get really creative. You could put, um, every, you can print everything out and put it in in a notebook with pockets. Or most people have everything on the computer, so you know you have different computer documents for each one of the different categories, and then you can have a file to put them in to be organized. And you might want to name it Career Journal. So that's my recommend recommendation: is always keep everything updated and ready because you never know when when an opportunity might arise. Life is full of change. How we accept that change makes a big difference. Change is constant. Sometimes it is good and sometimes it is bad. It's how we approach it with our attitude may make it better or unbearable. So my question is, is why do you think it is hard for some to accept change and for others they just roll with it? Who do you think is more successful? The people who do not accept change or the ones who roll with it and why? 
And I love this quote. Change is like a butterfly. It flutters around until it finds a sweet spot. What is your sweet spot? Mm, that's a really good question. Change. It's like a butterfly. It flutters around yeah. until it finds a sweet spot. Patty, I wanted to share actually um, one of the affirmations from the work uh, life balance affirmation cards mm -hmm. be because I wanted to share how it was important for me to deal with change after coming out of hospital. Um, and the card that I picked, it was actually, this is really ironic, but it's the card I picked before I went to hospital and I was in hospital for several months. And then the same card kept coming back after I came out of hospital. <laughs> Which is that, very, that happens. Yeah. I mean, I do tarot as well. So tarot is really annoying when you keep getting the same card because spirit basically says, haven't you got the message? I'm going to give you the same message. So the <laughs> affirmation I got was, I say no to things I don't want to do. Yes. And I got that before I went to hospital. And I kept getting it after hospital. So it was really annoying because I was resisting changing that habit, which was actually mm -hmm. not allowing me to flow with change. And I was sort of angry about flowing with change. <laughs> I had some emotions as well about change. But this was very important to remind me. And the affirmation card would make me laugh about my resistance to change. Because saying no to things I don't want to do was one of my problems about boundaries. I have a weakness about saying no. So this card was just saying, well, Angela, you're just going to keep saying no. Even though it's not easy, look at that. You're just going to keep saying no to things you don't want to do, which was really important after hospital because I couldn't do stuff, but I was forcing myself to do things. Right. And I had to just say I'm just going to say no to things I don't want to do. And when you say no to things that you don't want to do, you leave room for the things that you do want to do. That's why it's important, mm -hmm. that that affirmation, because it leaves room for the for playtime, for fun, for things that really spark your passion or spark your heart. When you say no to the things that you don't want to do, it leaves time for the things that you really want to do. I love that card. <laughs> I, I've learned to love it because it makes me laugh now about my mm -hmm. stubborn resistance to saying no, even if it's hurting me. Um, and uh, for those of you who are listening uh, because of the shift in your life during the virus situation, um, you may be out of work and you may be frustrated about how this has forced you to change in midlife or change in another part of your life, time of your life. So I very much encourage you that even if things look really bad, that's your yourself trying to get through to you that there is a different way to do things. And if you're worried about money or just survival it's very hard to stop and review your life but this is a time to start doing that and I can share from my own stubbornness after surgery I know when you think you should be doing something better and different 
Um, but really, it's in very important times to start thinking about how to do your life differently. And the career journal and looking at your CV, looking at your gifts is very powerful at this time if you're unemployed or you don't have work to really start looking at how you can do life differently. Um, people are ready to, to look at even doing uh, their work situation differently so you can start to see how you can approach your work environment from a different way of looking at yourself. Yes. Very well said, Angela. Very well said. <laughs> mm. And I was reflecting on that uh, that statement about change. Change is like a butterfly. When I was younger, uh, someone described me like that because I used to be like a butterfly traveling from different countries or locations in the U.S., and I'd stay for six months and I'd go for a year somewhere and then I'd move. And I actually physically was like a butterfly. And at that time I was dancing as well. So we used to dance with veils and I'd look like a butterfly. <laughs> uh, but as I got older, and especially now because of the coronavirus, I'm staying in one sweet spot. <laughs> and I'm exploring change in a very different way in a different phase of life. So if you feel stuck because of this virus situation, I invite you to, to look at it differently as a perfect time to go in and explore what would you love to change about your life. And as I mentioned earlier, if you're unhappy about what your life looks like, the key is to start looking at your life differently and one question to ask is, why are you unhappy? What is making you unhappy? So for me, at this time of my life after surgery, I was unhappy about my body's ability to bend the knees. So first, what did I start doing? I started physically exercising. I started practicing some simple exercises like crossing my legs. I know that sounds really rudimentary, but it was so important. And when I started crossing my legs, I got successful. But then I noticed I started criticizing my breathing because I've been teaching meditation for 25 years. And because of my lung problems, I couldn't breathe as intensely as I did before. So when I noticed myself criticizing myself, I said, hey, I'm not doing this criticizing thing anymore. I interrupted the habit of looking what I couldn't do. And then I slowed my breathing down and I found a gentle way of breathing. That's huge for me. Gentleness has become a way of being now. And that forced me to ask how could I be more gentle with being with my body? And just from that one process of stopping the criticism, finding how to be more gentle, how to be more gentle with my body, I actually came up with a whole new movement class idea. And that's a gentle movement class where I could support my body and just feel my breathing softly. So actually then came a new idea, which was a slow life movement where I did things slowly and I just started appreciating my life slowly. And 
So from that process of a physical exercise and reviewing my life, I saw I could, I did all that running around when I was younger and that's what was good then, but it's not good now. So what am I going to do now? I'm going to start approaching my life so I feel good. So it's very similar to what I saw about saying no to things I don't want to do. It's very important at this time in my life to start changing the way I physically approach my body and my life so I'm doing things that feel good. And I realized what was making me unhappy was seeing that my life was something I had to do like I did before. So as I reviewed my life, I saw so many times when I was running around crazy when I was younger, that was okay, but it wasn't really making me happy. So in midlife, I've been become able to see that by being slow, I'm actually able to enjoy things. And, and it's actually a privilege of reaching midlife. I've got this time now and this slowness to appreciate life, which maybe I wasn't giving myself permission to do before. Taking time and just enjoying each moment. Yeah, and I think as a younger person, I was frightened to do that for various reasons. <laughs> maybe if I did, things would bubble up that were <laughs> I wasn't ready to deal with. But yeah. now it's completely different. It's like, Oh, oh, I can enjoy things and that's okay. And a very different way of approaching life for me because I'm not used to being slow as much as I am now. So I invite everybody who's listening, if you have things that are bubbling up in this period besides anger and fear and <laughs> dreams, desires, things that you really would love to do with your life, you can share them on our Facebook group page, Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work with Patty and Angela, or with Angela and Patty. And what are those things that are bubbling up that you really are enjoying from slowing down? I know you might have anxieties and other things that come, and they're natural at this stage of our life change globally. But also, I know for a lot of people, there are things that they're experiencing that they really want to experience, but because they're shut down, they are having anxieties, and you might be shutting down those very dreams and desires. So I really want any dreams or desires to be shared. What's the view of the world? What would be the world that you really want to see? please put that on our Facebook group page because I want to start sharing those ideas about the world that you want. For me, I really want to see a world where I can enjoy life more, where I can drink a cup of tea and just experience the tea or the coffee and just watch the trees. I love doing that. For you, it might be something completely different and I want to hear what that is. And if you want some more tips on dealing with change or handling relationships, building better relationships, go to our Facebook group. It's called Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work with Angela and Patty. We've got a lot of podcasts that are shared on the page and some other tips and some great recipes as well, quick recipes and other life work-life balance uh, strategies as well. 
and on that page you can also ask a relationship question and you can also leave a voice message on the Anchor podcast app and you can also email us at bbr at home and work at gmail.com that's the letters bbr at home and work at gmail.com Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.